Do you want to talk about books? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to A Well-Read Life. This is a place to share stories about good books and the reading life. I'm your host, Beth Jamison. Join me as I meander through my reading journey and discover the books that make up a well-read life. I recently had my mom visiting, and we took the opportunity, since we were together, to sit down and record an episode about one of our very favorite writers. She is an older writer, but we just discovered her in the last couple of years. Her name is Mary Stewart. I'm not sure if you are familiar with her, but if you are not, I highly recommend reading her books. Mary Stewart wrote from the 1950s to the 1990s, I believe. So it was a very long writing career. She died at the age of 97 in 2014, I believe. But she seemed to have remained active and she was not prone to giving interviews. So there are very few interviews out there about her. But she's a very interesting woman who kind of fell into writing by accident. She was an early reader and wrote stories from a very young age, but I don't know that she had planned a career as a writer. She mentioned that she wanted to do that as a child, that or be an artist. She ended up being a teacher, and after marrying her husband and being unable to have children, she kind of fell in to writing and it was a wonderful fit for her as you if you read one of her books we'll see they are maybe more unusual than you're used to hearing me recommend on the podcast they are in the adventure romance suspense genre but they're just fun delightful light reading before i share my interview with my mom i'm going to read a quote of mary stewart describing her writing which will give you a taste of what you can expect. She said, my books are light, fast-moving stories, which are meant to give pleasure. And they certainly do. And now enjoy a little conversation I had with my mom about Mary Stewart. We thought we'd start off by talking about how we both first heard about Mary Stewart. I heard about her through Amazon, actually. I was just searching and one of the covers for one of her books popped up and it was just this fun vintage looking cover and it said for fans of Agatha Christie and Barbara Pym you might like this book if you like those books and I'm a fan of mysteries and I love Barbara Pym she's one of my favorite authors so I of course had to look into it more and I ended up going to the library and checking out Wildfire at Midnight by her. And it's not one of my favorites. We'll cover this a little bit more later. It's not one of my favorite books, but I was just immediately just pulled into the world of Mary Stewart and told my mom, you're going to have to read this. So mom, what, how did you first hear about it? And what was the first Mary Stewart you read? Of course, it was Beth telling me you've got to read this. And I chose uh, a book that she had already, Nine Coaches Waiting. And yes, I got pulled into the world of Mary Stewart. <laughs> okay, we, we also wanted to talk about how her books are categorized before we go any further. It's usually categorized in the romance, suspense, thriller 
And I think we've mentioned before, neither one of us are much into those kind of books, but they they were kind of groundbreaking because they were first published in the 50s. And books like this really, this was the first time they were kind of written. I think she's credited for starting this new genre. Mm -hmm. But she liked to say that her books were more adventure books, and she was inspired by John Buchan. Mm -hmm. So she viewed it more of adventure stories. And that's what I loved about it, because I love John Buchan. And so that I felt like, oh, I'm reading an escapism. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I think a lot of the books that you loved when you were a child were more adventure stories. Mm -hmm. So I think that probably has carried over of just those just those comfort reads, the, mm-hmm. something that we were always attracted to from childhood on. It never uh-huh. never really goes away. But Mary Stewart actually did not think of her books as being in a certain genre or category. I'm going to paraphrase, but I read a quote from her that books really shouldn't be in a category. They were either good books or bad books. So we'll leave it as that, that she and hopefully the, books. her books were good. <laughs> but she kind of switched gears in her 50s. I think it's her 50s. It was in the 1970s, I believe. And she wrote some historical fantasy. It was an Arthurian legend from, I think, the viewpoint of Merlin. So she wrote a series of that. So it's kind of interesting how she was in one genre and then she switched to another. And her publishers did not want her to switch genres, but she did. So She's kind of uh, did what she wanted to do (laughs) sort of lady, but it's just very interesting. I haven't read those books yet, and I'll get more into that later. But so she's done, she did romance, suspense, some historical fantasy, and then she wrote some books for children as well. So she's kind of a mixed bag. So we also want to talk about why we love Mary Stewart, why we love her novels. So mom, I'm going to let you go first and say why you love Mary Stewart and what is the mood that she evokes when you read her? Oh, it's definitely that page turner. You can't put it down. The the kind of the cat and mouse. And you feel like you are, you're running. You, you feel like you're part of, of the heroine, that you are actually there. And that's another thing is her settings are mm-hmm. just beautiful, beautifully described. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we said, it's that, that sense of adventure that there's a coziness. There is a coziness. I, I love that. There's the mystery. I love mystery. So mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I love about them so much is there's just a, a central mystery usually to the story. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily a murder mystery, but I love that just that that suspense and the, the heroines trying to solve this puzzle. So that's more of why I'm drawn to them. And also, like mom said, it's the settings it's just wonderful escapism. And it's somehow, with all the <laughs> cat and mouse and the car chases, they're very cozy books. And they're just fun you to read before you go to bed. Curl up in a big comfy chair <laughs> and read Mary Stewart. And have your cup of tea and read Mary Stewart. They're just delightful. And I know during the whole lockdown, there was one that I was reading and I just was texting friends and said, this is just fun. Just read this. <laughs> this is just a fun novel to read. So a little bit more, we're going to give a little bit more of a kind of an idea of what you can expect from a Mary Stewart novel. So kind of the characteristics, they're very, I don't think she would say they were formulaic and I wouldn't 
exactly, there is a formula, I feel like, to her novels. But maybe I should say more of, there's a very strong characteristic to her novels. She definitely has her imprint on her novels. You can you can tell a Mary Stewart novel mm-hmm. apart from any other very, very, very uh-huh. quickly, very easily. So we'll we'll kind of let's talk about some of those those characteristics that just make it that pull you in and that are just quintessential Mary Stewart. One of them I think we've mentioned before is there's a cat and mouse storyline usually. So mom, you want to talk more about that is just um, surrounding the mystery, which is another aspect of one of her, the characteristics of her novels. There's usually someone that the the heroine is on the run from. Mm -hmm. There is, she's in danger of some sort, usually kind of by her own doing because mm-hmm. they're because she's the, curious. She's a very curious woman, uh-huh. and she goes a little too far. She does. <laughs> so she's back and forth, and there's a lot of she has to find out. Right, she just has to find out. So that does put her in great danger. So there's a cat and mouse storyline, and a murder or a mystery. Sometimes it's both, and it's usually not. There is not unlike other mystery novels, there is not usually a high body count Mm -hmm. in a Mary Stewart novel. There are occasionally, Mm -hmm. there are Wildfire at Midnight. Again, that just about everybody. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people die in that book. And they're not very gruesome. Mm -hmm. There is, it is much more a thriller and a suspense. In cerebral and (laughs) as much of a way that a romance suspense thriller can be. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's more of it's it's a lot of mind games and chase mm-hmm. and in mind games and witty dialogue and, and mm-hmm. literary quote. Mary Stewart does a lot the of literary quotes. She does a lot of beginning of the chapter. Usually yes. at the beginning of a chapter, she has a literary quote. So that's one of the one of the stamps of her writing. There's also usually a beautiful setting overseas. The heroine's usually traveling. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there are a lot that take place in England. They may have I a know. very mm-hmm. short scene in England, uh-huh. and then they're either going to be in France or Greece mm-hmm. or Vienna. So they don't take place in, in England a lot. Their home does not feature right. into the store, the books very often. So you can tell she had wanderlust. She definitely had wanderlust. <laughs> so again, that's a great thing if, if you're looking for that in a novel. So her description and her sense of place is very, very strong in her books. And I'm going to paraphrase what she said in an interview that we watched, is that she would start with this the place and the scenery, and she would set that tone, and then she would introduce the characters. So I think that it seems it seemed as if from that interview, that place was a little bit more important to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe she said that. The, and, the characters just were... Extra. (laughs) Just thrown in there. And there's always a romance or the ones that we have read. There Mm -hmm. have always been, especially the romance. We can't speak for the Arthur series, but for her romantic suspense, of course, Mm -hmm. there is a romance. Usually there are two men Mm -hmm. that the heroine must decide between. And not only does she have to decide between them, she has to discover who is good Mm -hmm. and who is the villain because it's usually because he's one not or the usually other. wearing a sign that no. says I'm the villain. <laughs> I'm the good guy. <laughs> Rather, you might fall in love with me too. <laughs> 
and not to give too much away, but usually the bad guy is more handsome. <laughs> They're described as being very, very handsome and very narcissistic almost mm-hmm. almost but you find that out later but they just have this charm and they're kind of they're a little bit i guess a little bit of a psychopath but you don't oh. realize it until later <laughs> and one of the really fun things that i feel like you don't get a lot in this genre now especially with a a female lead there are car chase scenes mm-hmm. and they're very exciting and thrilling car chase scenes and we'll talk more about one in a little bit from one of our favorite books but they're just really well done and kind of you are on the edge of your seat with these car chase scenes that she oh, she writes. Edge of your seat. That's perfect to describe Mary Stewart. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and because I have a background in in clothing and fabric, this was just interesting to me. It may not be as interesting tidbit to everybody else, but just from a historical point of view, I think there is a lot of mention of nylon. And nylon nightgowns and nylon underwear with the heroines. And it's interesting for this reason. I think it was a newer innovation in fabric. I think I'd have to go back and consult books. But the heroines are always, because they're always on the go, when they're packing, she mentions this nylon fabric, whatever they have with them. But it it packs very small and it dries very quickly. So it's just interesting that she incorporates that in there. For me, at least, I was all, I'm interested in it. And I would be texting my mom back and forth when we would read <laughs> when we would read one of the books and nylon would pop up. We it was just that was just a little just a little fun thing that we would laugh about. And the lipstick. Oh, yeah. They always had their lipstick. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it mentions nail polish, but I don't that lipstick, lipstick, coral lipstick, right? right. It was the and well, Madam, will you talk? Madam, will you talk? That's yeah, what they're it was, coral right? lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> you will read them and you will understand. So then the characteristics of a Mary Stewart heroine are that she is a world traveler, like we've mentioned before. They are usually single. Of course, they've got to have the romance. So they may be widowed or divorced or never married. But that is usually young and single, no children. I don't, do any of them, I don't think any of them have had, she'll have children. They are attractive. They are very brave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even though she described them as they were like her, she didn't feel like they were super brave, but they, they do, they face danger and they do it bravely. They're not They might not know they're brave, but it comes out that they are because they do face the danger. They just rise to the occasion that Mm -hmm. they're in. They're well-educated, they're curious, and they are very well-traveled, as we <laughs> mentioned, just very well-traveled. And along with, you know, the characteristics of the heroine is just, again, how important place is in a Mary Stewart novel. It's just the descriptive, descriptive kind of the, the novel revolves around this place that they're mm-hmm. in, wherever wherever it is. It, the environment around where the heroine is it plays such a part into what is happening in the story. Mm-hmm. It's not just there to be pretty. It just really, I mean, it is there to be beautiful, but it is also plays such an important role in it as well. So before we dig in a little bit more about some of our favorite Mary Stewart novels, and we'll kind of describe some of them a little bit, we'll give a brief, brief synopsis if we can, <laughs> if we can remember and distinguish them between each other. 
I just wanted to share a quick reaction that some of the people that when I've mentioned Mary Stewart, I've been surprised at the reaction that I get from people. I, I think I felt like it was a little bit of snobbery on my part of just thinking, oh, people that are serious readers would kind of look down on her writing, but it's quite the opposite, that she is, seems to be very well loved mm-hmm. by people, which is so fun just to find a fellow Mary Stewart lover. It's just kind of this little fun bond. But there's a bookstore near my where my parents live and a retired English teacher. I was buying a used book because whenever I go to a used bookstore or a used book sale, Mary Stewart is one of the, <laughs> the authors that I look for. I have a, a kind of a list of, of writers that I look for. And she's one of them because I'm trying to slowly build up my library with her books. I, I want to have all, all of, of her, her books. books. <laughs> <laughs> so I was buying a book recently and it was Gabriel Hounds and the retired school teacher said, she's just like, oh, Mary Stewart, her books are just delicious. <laughs> so I just love. <laughs> Everybody has their guilty pleasure. <laughs> yes. But I just love that description of them, that they're just, they are delicious. Oh, and, and they are. They are. And then I have a friend who, shortly after my daughter was born, she, I had some errand or a doctor's appointment to to go to. And she was watching my daughter while I was gone. And when I came home, she was holding one of the Mary Stewart book that I had on my shelf. And she's like, oh, I just love Mary Stewart. She's like, do you mind <laughs> if I borrow this? And I was, of course, sure, please do. But it was just so funny. She's like, oh, I just, I, I've read her books and I just love that they're just so, so cozy and so good. And also I found the first two Merlin books at a library book sale and a very prim librarian. <laughs> <laughs> said, oh, I loved Mary Stewart as a, she's like, as a teenager, she's like, I, she will, you will love these books. So it's just, it's just fun to see people's reactions because it's very strong. It's not ever a lukewarm reaction Mm -hmm. to Mary Stewart. So I hope we've given you a little bit of a flavor. What's kind of in one of her books, but we're going to go back a little bit more and talk about just a few of them give a brief description. We probably will not remember characters' names because, again, place and right. <laughs> place, the suspense and the car chases and the adventure is usually in the mystery are what you remember more than the, the characters' names, but it's just still, still great fun. So, Mom, what are your favorite Mary Stewart novels? You can kind of briefly give a summary if you remember or what it is about those books that you love the most. At first, I didn't think Nine Coaches Waiting was one of my favorites, and I wouldn't put it as my favorite, but the last scene was one of my favorites because I really felt that I was being chased. So so why, why was it not one of your favorites? I, I think the leading man was a little... Raul. Raul. Which I remember the name. (laughs) Oh, right. Right. He was egotistical, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't real sure about him, you know, so. And in the end, he proves himself, but he wasn't my favorite. He was. It did that when she kept you guessing Mm -hmm. with what you didn't know whether he was good or not. There's a. Or he had honest intentions. Right. She did that. There's a young boy. She's the the main character is a nanny to a young boy in France. She's British and she comes to France to be a nanny to this very precocious little boy 
who she really forms an attachment with. And she discovers something about guardians of this little boy, I think, or aunt and uncle. And he is the heir to a large fortune. Isn't that right? you're not sure what their intentions are. Their intentions. And it turns out that the little boy is in danger. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't know who to trust. And she's trying to save the little boy. Yeah, I think that not knowing who to trust mm-hmm. was um, was the part that gets you so interested. The page turner mm-hmm. again, such a page turner. And it's like it's a little bit of a Cinderella mm-hmm. little twist to it because she does get to go to the. This is a very wealthy, mm-hmm. wealthy family, and she gets to go to the ball. She has a for some. What is it? The dress? Does she make the dress up herself? Seems like it. Uh, it seems, it seems like, like there's does. something that she either makes Wasn't the dress. Wasn't she a seamstress? I think, I think so, she was. something like that. And she either makes it up, or was it silver? It's something, it's just this description of this beautiful dress. And she goes to this ball and and does she trust this this young Raul, this young man <laughs> who she is attracted to, but she doesn't he's know. Handsome. He's very handsome, but he's also very arrogant. And she doesn't know if he's going to protect this little boy or he's part of the a plot to um get rid of him right put him and put him in place him in more danger so that that one i I guess it's just that's not that it's a favorite but evidently (laughs) i remembered quite a bit of it we enjoyed it a lot there is a wonderful chase scene and it's on foot through the Mm -hmm. the mountains right and oh and she doesn't know yet right what this raul's intentions are she doesn't know if he's trustworthy she thinks he is he isn't he is he isn't so it's that back and forth so she's being chased Mm -hmm. through the mountains on foot she's already hidden in this cabin like this Mm -hmm. i don't know like a ranger Mm -hmm. ranger's cabin or something or a caretaker's cabin and she's hiding in the attic and then she's on foot and i don't know if she even knows who's chasing her i think it's someone who works at the chateau that she was at and they're chasing her, but then she sees Raul in a car, and so she's running from him as well. So there's just double mm-hmm. chase, and who do you trust sort of thing. Right. So that's, it is a lot of fun. <laughs> it is called Nine Coaches Waiting. And that's why we love Mary I Street. know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love This Rough Magic. Oh, we both love This yeah, Rough Magic. Yeah, that one was good. I kept saying, Beth, you got to read it. So, <laughs> read it <laughs> so those were two. I got This Rough Magic and Madam Will You Talk from a used library book sale, This Rough Magic, my goodness. Mm-hmm. This, we've got to talk about the scene with the dolphin. We'll give you a little background. There is a young woman who has come to Greece mm-hmm. to stay with her sister who is pregnant. And her sister, she's some sort of aristocracy. And I think her husband is an Italian, Italian. Arist- aristocrat. <laughs> we've been watching a lot of the Aristocats lately. Aristocrat. And her sister's kind of on bed rest, so she's mm-hmm. there to keep her sister company. And there is a very handsome man that lives in a villa near her sister, who is a friend. And then there is also a famous actor's son. This is a different man who lives in, the famous actor lives in this villa near the girl who is a actress who... Is kind of a failed actress, isn't that why she's she's she did some sort of play? I think she had 
some sort of failure on stage of some sort. But he is this world-renowned actor, stage actor, mm. Shakespearean actor who has become a recluse and he lives in a, a villa near her and his son is the caretaker. And there is smuggling mm-hmm. that takes place. There is a dolphin that is in danger that she has to save. And it... <laughs> the boat scene? The boat oh, scene where yes. she hides in the cabin? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She has to hide on a boat from a villain. And she has to try to convince the villain she's in love with him so he won't throw her overboard. <laughs> and then she exposes this whole smuggling ring. And it is just... Oh, so just so delightful. <laughs> but the the whole the dolphin scene, which is so I keep mentioning it because when I read it, it is just it's harrowing. <laughs> and I'm not even a huge fan of dolphins. But it's this description, this dolphin, somehow the dolphin is the key to finding out the mystery, mystery uh-huh. and kind of pulls her into danger because she's trying to solve she's trying to help this dolphin and the dolphin. Someone's trying to kill the dolphin, mm-hmm. right? They're trying to kill the dolphin and it somehow is washed ashore. And she knows that she has to get it back into the water or it will die from exposure. Mm-hmm. And so she's trying to pour water over this dolphin to save it as its its skin is cracking. And I think that that might have been what happened. But from what I remember, it was just very gripping and harrowing and just suspenseful. But someone is trying to kill this dolphin and she's trying to protect this dolphin. And they're trying to kill it for something that's going on with the the smuggling Smuggling. and there is a murder that happens Mm -hmm. to and the whole scene of her on the rocks on the seashore that was you you kind of felt like you were any moment you your foot could slip and Mm -hmm. you could fall yeah it was good so she's she's (laughs) she's running on the seashore away from the villain this rough magic i think it's a line from the tempest Oh, that's right. Possibly. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's got the the Shakespearean actor. There's those running lines of the Tempest running throughout it, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it is a lot of fun. I really love mm-hmm. this rough magic. And the moon spinners the was moon another spinners. one that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, again, the description, because that was one of my earlier reads, uh, I couldn't get over her description of the, the area, the plants. Mm-hmm. She was just... Oh, she was a gardener, wasn't she? She Mary was. Stewart was a gardener, so she really describes plant life very, very well. So, for the moon spinners, it is a young woman and her cousin Corfu. Is that? I think they're they on Corfu. They are possibly they are in a Greek island. She's with her cousin, and her cousin is photographer, photographer yeah. and she's mm-hmm. very interested in plant life, and so she's accompanying her cousin, and. She finds a young man who has been shot on her way to meet her cousin mm-hmm. in this small Greek town. In and a cave, isn't it? A cave or a... He's, she's dropped off of the, the bus, mm-hmm. drops her off, to, and she's going to walk to this small town. And it's a shepherd's hut. Right. She That's finds right. this young man who has been shot. And he's not dead, but she is nursing him back to health. And there is a mystery revolving around mm-hmm why he was shot, and he is there to expose some corruption. And I believe someone else had been, someone else has been murdered. Mm -hmm. So, of course, she gets involved with all of that. And there is actually a 
movie version of the Moon Spinners with Haley Mills. It was a Disney movie done in the 1960s, somewhere in the 1960s. So you can watch that if you were interested, but it, it changes the story right. quite a bit. So mom, mom's shaking her head. No, don't, <laughs> don't watch it. Read it I, first. I mean, it is, it is completely too. different right. because it, Haley Mills is a younger character in it than in the book. And it does change quite a bit, but it's just a fun thing. It's, I think one of only two film adaptations of Mary Sue books. Really? They didn't, they didn't do many, huh. even though she was very popular, they didn't do a lot of film adaptations. So if, if you want to see a different version, you can watch that. Mom, mom disagrees. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it's like when you were a kid, yeah. that was fun. But if you read the book, it it's is just, different. it isn't, it is not as good as the book. The book is much better. She does go and visit some old churches mm-hmm. in there and they have the descriptions of the old churches in Greece and older buildings. So it's a lot of fun. That's a good one. And also, Airs Above Ground is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with, I cannot remember the name of this certain troop of horses. In Vienna. Vienna, they're these trained horses that dance. I can't remember. It starts with an L, but it is about a woman whose husband Mm -hmm. is always away on these business trips. And she doesn't know what he's doing. And she ends up going to Vienna to help a friend out with her 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 friend's young son. And there is a circus, or there was a fire at a circus. Mm-hmm. And is it a, a film that she sees of her husband? Right. It, she's at the movies. She's at the movies, and she sees this, like, a reel before the movie starts. The newsreel. A newsreel. And it's circus that caught fire. And she sees Vienna, her husband. She sees it. her husband with another woman. Her husband, who goes on these very boring business trips. What is it? He sells pharmaceuticals or something. It's just very <laughs> mundane. And wh- what is her husband doing over there? And how is he involved in this? And so she goes over to Vienna to try to figure out. And there is a murder. And it is involved with the circus and mm-hmm. these dancing horses. And she borrowed a scene that happened in real life. From a friend that she were a teacher friend that she worked with who was traveling and stopped on the side of the road to eat a sandwich and turned her car radio up. And this piebald horse started dancing to the song on the radio. She asked the friend if she could use that. And then she used it for a scene that happens that's very crucial in the book. Mm-hmm. So Airs Above Ground is very, very good. Highly recommend that one. And also, Madam, Will You Talk, which mm-hmm. has the infamous the car chase, <laughs> the car chase scene <laughs> of all car chase scenes in a Mary Stewart novel <laughs> that we have Definitely. read so far. But it's a woman. Is it Charity? Is her name Charity? Mm-hmm. I think so. She's widowed from World War II. I don't think she knew her husband very well. I can't remember. <laughs> very long. Very long. <laughs> not that she didn't know him very well. She did not know him very long. There's nylon in it, there's coral <laughs> lipstick, and there is a car chase scene. And a stop during the car chase scene for an omelet at a French restaurant. Do you remember that scene where she stops at this little cafe and they make her this amazing omelet? I just thought it was so funny to be in the God, middle. Right, <laughs> because we love food. We love food. Who would have thought it was an omelet? <laughs> and that would, would be my, my thought. Whenever I read a car chase scene, it goes an extended car chase scene. How do you go to the bathroom and what are you eating? Right. I, 
I would not be able to last very long. So there, this is fun. It's just a quirky little touch, but it is about a little boy. Again. Oh, it's so Charity <laughs> is in Provence. Is that where she is? I think I she's think so. staying with a friend or a cousin again. Uh-huh. She's going on this to this hotel. And there's this little boy she befriends. Right. And she overhears someone talking about mm-hmm. a plot again. No, someone is murdered that the little boy knows. But so again, he's in danger. The little boy is. Right? And it's his is it his stepmother who has custody of him? Yes. His yes. stepmother has custody of him. Oh, the father's best friend is murdered. Mm-hmm. And the father was accused of the murder and imprisoned of the the father of the little boy. So the stepmother has custody of him. And she's staying at this hotel. The stepmother is with the little boy. And the father, he escaped. And they think he's coming after the little boy to kill the little boy because supposedly mm-hmm. the little boy saw yes. the murder take place. So she is watching after the little boy unofficially, just kind of keeping an eye on him. And one day while she is out sightseeing, the father grabs her and confronts her. And then she has to run from him. And he catches her once and then she escapes. And then they go on this very long, very involved car chase. And it is so good. (laughs) (laughs) And so suspenseful and so much fun. And mom, you read that one before me. Right. Right. And you were telling me about the car right. chase scene and how much how I should read it. And we can't we can't give something away in it or else we would one of the, the our inside jokes from after reading an <laughs> Mary Stewart novel. But we can't we can't give something away. But it's has to do with the romance. And the one of the characteristics that we missed is that the heroines fall in love very, very quickly. Right. <laughs> It is pretty much love at first sight or love uh-huh. at first 48 hours or right. like a second meeting. And it's just, just right. hilarious. And not always knowing if they're good or bad. Right. And they just can't help it. They just mm-hmm. fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not why we why we read it because it's just there's so many other elements of this. Just a little extra. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun because you just don't you don't take it seriously at all. It's just I don't even think it's meant to be taken seriously. So with all of that, Mom, what is one of your least favorite Mary Stewart novels? And we discussed beforehand right. that we don't really, we do like all the Mary Stewart mm-hmm. books that we've read. So so this one didn't seem to have quite substance enough or something. It was, the mystery wasn't enough, you know, to me. It was uh, Stormy Petrel. Okay, what was Stormy Petrel about? I haven't read it. Mom has read more Mary Stewart than I have. Do um, you remember at all what it was? Well, I, I know. So these two guys, she she goes to a friend's house. She goes like on a vacation or a getaway. She needs a rest. And she goes to this house in this village. And two guys show up at her door. And she doesn't know anything about them. She doesn't know that one's good, one's not. So that is good. You know, it's got all the thunder and lightning and stormy night type thing but I can't remember it just seems that it didn't have a deep enough involvement or something mm-hmm. you know it was like oh and then this happened and that was it you know, to so me she wasn't she was a little tired when she wrote. maybe she was <laughs> but that's what I remember I might not be remembering right however that's 
It just didn't seem to have enough of a mystery to me. Okay. It wasn't gripping enough. Mm -hmm. Gripping, yeah. And then we both read Wildfire at Midnight. I mentioned that was the one that I read, at the, the, the first mm -hmm. one that I read. And it takes place on the Isle of Skye. It's a divorced woman who her ex-husband is staying at the hotel and she doesn't know that he's there. She's a model and she is trying to just get away from life for a little bit. And she meets this very handsome, charismatic young man on her way to this hotel. And then her ex-husband turns out to be there. And also another very famous, beautiful actress. Mm -hmm. And she thinks that her husband is seeing this actress. And then slowly, one by one, people start dying in very gruesome ways. A high body count. Very high body count. You don't know who's safe in the hotel. And she thinks that maybe her ex-husband is involved. And... You don't know if she's going to be next. So, but it it has, it works in like this, um, something about like a pagan religion. Oh. With it. It's not with the main character, but it's just a side character has this fascination with wanting to recreate pagan culture. And that was just a little yeah, off-putting for me. I would, me too. And also just the, the gruesome description of the murders. People get their throats cut. And, and that's about as gruesome as it gets. It's as gruesome it's, as it gets. Right, and that's it, enough. And there's usually not blood in a Mary Stewart novel. Right. So that was surprising. It I was think. a little surprising. But it was my first, the first one that I read. And evidently, it wasn't off-putting uh, enough because I, I couldn't wait to read more. So... <laughs> So there's still, it's great fun. And then the ivy tree, mm -hmm. you read that. So you want to describe that? Okay. Mom and... So the ivy tree, again, you don't know if the main. So who is the main, the heroine? Guy, the heroine, I can't remember her name, but the whole thing is, is she a doppelganger for the girl that died? There's a girl, a she, woman who She dies. looks exactly like the girl that had died. Okay. That, like perfect doppelganger okay so all throughout it you you start to wonder well are you so and so or mm. are you a doppelganger so it, it unfolds conrad i think that was the guy's name she's taking a walk in in the country and she sits down to take a rest from what i can recall and this guy comes up and he goes there you are where have you been and she goes who are you and he's and he thinks you can't fool me. I know you're so and so. And she says, "No, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about." So, but he Conrad is a little despicable. Oh, yeah, that's what Mom <laughs> yeah. said. He, I, I didn't like his character, but the story's good. Mm -hmm. The story is is real good. I think my favorite hero in a Mary Stewart novel is an heirs above ground. Mm -hmm. He, I can't say too much, but he's my favorite hero. And then her sidekick, who ends up being the teenage boy, <laughs> Tim. I just love him. So he yeah. is just cute. The rapport mm -hmm. is darling. The The romance is fun in that. And then again, her, that she has this little side. She Usually they're mm -hmm. on their own. They have friends. Mm -hmm. Or a cousin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they... They don't really have someone who helps them except for the hero. The love interest ends up being, or the villain is the one who's, who's helping them. But in this one, in Airs Above Ground, she has this teenage boy who she's supposed to be looking after who becomes like her little, her sidekick. Yeah, it's and it's just so cute. The rapport that they have and then the rapport that she has with their romantic interest. It's a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed that one a lot. 
I think mama said before they're just page turners. So you can't put them down there. <laughs> Especially if they're a car chasing oh, yeah. <laughs> or the dolphin. <laughs> right. And then we wanted to talk about some of the, her books that we haven't read because we haven't read all of her books and mom's read, like I said, more than I have, but there are a few that are on the top of our list mm-hmm. that we want to read. So I want to read Thunder on the Right, which was Mary Stewart's least favorite novel that mm-hmm. she wrote. I read recently that she wanted it kind of to disappear. She thought it was too descriptive and flowery. But mom read it and enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. I've listened to some of the audio and I've liked what I heard so mm-hmm. far. So and she's trying I beg to, to differ with, with, with Mary Stewart. With Mary Stewart. <laughs> she's trying to figure out who's, whose grave is it? Is it her cousin's or is it someone else's? Because so her I- cousin was in a convent. And her cousin has died, mm-hmm. and she doesn't. She's not convinced that it was her cousin who died. Mm-hmm. So the storyline is good. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. So that's one I want to read. I want to read my brother Michael mm-hmm. and Gabriel Hounds, which I picked up a used copy recently. That's when I talked to the retired English teacher, and I felt the same way that you did recently. That I just wanted to pick up. Oh, right. A Mary Stewart novel. Right. I was. It seems like I'd been reading heavier things, and I thought. I told Beth, I just want to read Mary Stewart. (laughs) I just want to escape. (laughs) And I was the same. I was reading a lot of things for the podcast and trying to get a little bit ahead. And I was, of course, enjoying all the books that I was reading and all the stories, but I just wanted, I was craving a Mary Stewart. And I have had that Gabriel Hounds on my nightstand and I might just have to pick it up because it's just, you do, you get that. It's it's just, you just really just want to read them. Mm-hmm. And then I really want to read her Arthur series mm-hmm. because the things that I'm reading about it sound very interesting. It's, it takes place in the 5th century instead of, I think they they said usually 13th or the 14th century that the Arthur legend usually take place in that century. And this is earlier, I guess, during Roman Britain. I'm not sure. But it sounds very interesting because it sounds like the historical mixed mm-hmm. with the the fantasy and it's it just sounds very, very intriguing. So I have the first two in the series on my bookshelf. So those will come later because I'm craving a just a suspense <laughs> right now. Right. <laughs> so, Mom, what are the ones you planning to read next? I'm planning the Gabriel Hounds next. And I don't know why, but mm-hmm. it just appeals to me for some reason. So, yeah. That's and we want to read Touch Not the Cat too is that right i think it's got a little more of a an eeriness yeah i think we've been a little afraid i've been hesitant i i'm not i don't like is that the one with the psychic right that's and and i'm not real into that but yeah nevertheless i will read it just so i can say i've read all of mary stewart's books we're planning a trip to North Carolina next weekend. So maybe we'll have to take touch right. on the cat and we could moral support read, read it, it together. together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> While we're in the mountains. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My Honda's not going to make it through a car chase. <laughs> okay. So what we wanted to leave with maybe some reasons why we think you should read Mary Stewart. So if we haven't convinced you already, which I hope we have, we would say some reasons to read it are, I'm, I'm going to say a few and then I'll let mom share as well. If you are suffering from wanderlust, mm-hmm. if you need a good story to be lost in that mm-hmm. is full of rich 
scenery and fun characters and and wonderful literary quotes. If you need a good chase scene, if you need that thrill and and suspense, that Mary Stewart might be the book for you. But that has a, co- a touch of coziness mm-hmm. and humor and wit. So, Mom, what are some reasons? Well, I think you said it all, right? <laughs> I don't, I don't think I could say any add any more to that. It was definitely that the thrill, mm-hmm. you know, the thrill of the escapism. I don't know why that intrigues me, but you just feel it's like when you're a kid and you're playing hide and seek, you mm-hmm. know, and you're hiding from someone and you don't want them to find you, and <laughs> you you have that feel when you read these. Yes, and then if you like Mary Stewart. You might like one of mom's favorite authors, oh, and I'll let you. John Buck and the 39 Steps. And again, his he keeps you on the go. I mean, like constantly, there's never a, a let up and you mm-hmm. don't know who's around the corner, who's, again, who the bad guy is. So I don't know why I love those <laughs> books, but 39 Steps is one of my favorites. And what is 39 Steps about? It's Finding a, a spy ring after the war or during the war. Is Someone that... inadvertently mm-hmm. gets involved in it. Right, right. And they have to go through out uh, uh, the United Kingdom. Right. To try to. Being chased by it, being led here and led there. And not knowing who to trust. Right. Or... Oh, not knowing who to trust. Yeah, that was the big thing. It's interesting. And I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but when we mentioned that Mary Stewart loved John Buchan, she said in an interview we listened to, she loves being outdoors. And so she sets a lot of her of her stories outdoors. And I, I think I forgot to include that in one of the character characteristics of her novels. A lot of them are outdoors, scenes outdoors. Mm-hmm. The heroines are outdoors. They're doing sporty type of things. They're very active mm-hmm. women. So that's very interesting. Just it, it's unusual in, to find in that genre. In fact, in Nine Coaches Waiting, she mentions John Buchan in mm-hmm. the book. And I thought, oh, I could like you. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope I hope we've encouraged you to read Mary Stewart, who is again, it, it's a it's a pleasure read. And I, I don't think mm-hmm. there's anything wrong with that at all. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we just need those. And I'm gonna try, there's a wonderful interview. It's maybe just under 30 minutes where Mary Stewart is interviewed in the 1980s on Scottish TV. And it's just a delightful little interview. So I'll try to include a link in the show notes. So we hope you will enjoy. And mom, thanks yes. again for being on and sharing sharing my love of Mary Stewart. Yes, thank you for <laughs> introducing me to Mary Stewart. You are so welcome. Well, that's all for this week. I'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Until next time. <laughs>